Okay, for God's sake. One more time. Is it me? <laughs> no, it's me. Okay. There we go. Oh, it's just too long because i love bird back <laughs> this is like the josh episode of just dion warwick and uh you know like the shirelles yeah just just listening to dion warwick we got some christopher cross in that motherfucker come on come on and now we're and now we're back uh welcome <laughs> to the gleeful podcast with josh and annette i am josh i'm jen bad <laughs> <laughs> he said, and we are joined this week by listener Haley. Haley, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello, Hello. listener Haley. Uh, you have, you've been with us since just about the beginning, I would think. I remember talking to you over email pretty early. Yeah. Um, I think I actually started listening to you guys like deep into the second season, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I found you guys and went back and listened to all the old ones. So, And you're one of the yeah. few listeners that have met both Josh and Jen and Yeah. Ed. Amazing. Which is crazy, but awesome. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for joining us this week, Haley. We are back to discuss the episode, What the World Needs Now, uh, the Burt Backrack episode, which is written by uh, Michael Hitchcock, who was the cop in the last episode, mm-hmm. for people that don't know. Uh, he's also like one of Kiss- Christopher Guest's guys. Uh, he did a lot of writing on Mad TV. I don't know why I felt the need to give you all a history lesson on Michael Hitchcock, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> Uh, so before we get started, Jennifer, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. A little, little sleepy, you know, still waking up here, but I'm doing okay. We're recording uh, on a, at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning, which, Ed, is usually noon for you, but it is 9 a.m. for you today. Yes. Oh, see, it's 11 for me, so I'm right. I'm good. <laughs> Haley is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. The rest of us are just bushy. Just waking uh, up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ed, how are things in Indiana? Um, or San I don't Francisco? Know. Oh, that's right. In San Francisco. That's right. In Palo Alto. Uh, and in the, in the Palo Alto, it, it's awesome. Um Last night I went to London Grammar concert, which I was felt very fortunate because I bought tickets for February second in Indianapolis. I bought those in November, not knowing I was going to be here. So then I was so I gave those tickets away when I found I was going away, and then I was like, I was going on Ticketmaster like somewhat 
angrily. It's like, I wish I could see them. And I was like, hold on. They're in Oakland on Saturday? Okay, buying tickets. Of <laughs> and you were, were at the Fox? Or... You were at the Egypt? But what that... do they call that theater in Oakland that you were at? Uh, the Fox Theater. The Fox Theater, yeah, that's right. we went there. That's where we saw Neutral Milk Hotel a yes, couple years did. ago. Yes, did. Yes, you so mentioned fun. that on, the, on my Instagram. And then what, what, I don't know. Yeah, last night was just fun. Fun times in the mission. Got to, oh, we, I went to the San Francisco Indie Movie Festival, and oh, I voted cool. for some movies that were somewhat, some some good, some not so good, but that's what my voting's for. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening live, or if you're, if you're watching the video, actually, uh, you can see, well, one, you can see that Jen and I redecorated my office, so now the, oh, the yeah. we used to be, like, Facing exactly the same way, but over like 10 feet to the left. And so now we're over by the door. So here's the door. Eh. Um, But, uh, but, and you can see that Ed is apparently in a field of wheat. (laughs) That's where Ed. Oh, is that what you said? Yes, I didn't. I couldn't see it at first. Now I get it. There you go. And Haley is in such a dormy dorm room. It's great. I'm in a very dormy dorm. Very dormy dorm. Uh, Haley, where are you today? I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I go to the University of Minnesota, so that's where we are right now. Very cool. And uh, a little about your history with Glee. Uh, are you a cleaner? Are you a finchler? Are you something weird? I used I to know. be a very strong cleaner, and then I kind of saw the light and walked away. <laughs> um, wow. No, uh, no. I don't know. I'm not going to be that hard on it. No, I, I think I was like a very serious Glee fan at first, and then as the seasons progressed, I kind of dropped out. <laughs> I think we're all there a little. Now I basically watch it so that I can hear you guys talk about it. Well, that's I very mean, sweet of That's you. where we're at right now. <laughs> so, Well, thank you very much for that. Let's dive right in. Uh, the episode is, again, the episode is called What the World Needs Now. It's the Burt Bacharach episode. All the songs were by Burt Bacharach and uh, mostly by Hal Prince as well. Uh, doing the, or, uh, sorry, Hal David uh, doing the lyrics. Um, and, uh, I think the, really the most important thing to discuss really to kick off the conversation, uh, would be Naira Vera's lips. Now, what the hell has that young lady done to herself? Um, it's a little aggressive with the filler. She's just so naturally beautiful. It's just sad to see people get enhancements that they don't need. It's, it's. She's kind of. I like that they even made fun of her blonde hair in this episode. <laughs> how she like randomly I dyed that her. Happened. I happened. Totally yeah, I know. Too. It totally. Uh, it just kind of happened and went away. But uh, but the bulk of the episode was about uh, Santana and Brittany or Britanna um, and their engagement and a little bit about spending some time uh, with with Santana's abuela which was nice of Ian Brennan in the opening to remind us that that happened because we haven't mentioned the abuela in three years but uh but yes so we got to spend some time with that continually burgeoning relationship uh let's start with Jennifer uh Britannia's uh engagement marriage festivities I don't know is there anything really going on there that's exciting no, I mean, it's it's fun that they're still committing to it because sometimes they'll do stuff and then it'll just go away and you'd be like, wait, weren't they going to get married? But um, yeah, I thought like the whole thing was kind of fun and, you know, the Artie being the planner and the, the sequences and yeah, I mean, it's all at this point, it's also inconsequential, but it's just <laughs> it's fun. 
It is. It's, looking at it. it's a little bit of a tough episode to talk about because this wasn't an episode where a lot, like a lot of things occurred, but not a lot happened. Like it was not an episode with substantial conflict or effect on the coming season. Right. Uh, but uh, Ed, over to uh, Britannia. Did you even remember Santana's abuela having some issues, or did that one yeah, come out of blue? I do. Re- I do remember that. Um, of the. The thing about this episode is I really, 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 really loved it. It was like an A episode. But at the same time, it it, it should have been the payoff of an episode after five episodes of getting to know the new, the, the 3.0. So mm-hmm. it was like, like, while I really loved it, it was just like, like, we haven't even spent time with these new kids. And now we're going, we're going back to the well for, for... Or Britanna, I don't like. I'm glad. I'm. I'm really glad we got Britanna at the same time. Britanna's. Britanna, the characters are where it's at. The humor is always on point. And that's. I don't know. That. That's. I wish. I feel so bad for these new kids. I think someone mentioned it. Like, why can't we get a? <laughs> why can't we get the new kids with a montage about themselves for once? <laughs> yeah. Just for one. But I. I just. It, I. There's no future for them on the show, so investing time in their story is kind of a waste of time. There's no future. There's no future for you. They have no future. I I clarified in the show. (laughs) No, literally, when the cameras stop rolling on season 13, they will cease to exist. that's horrible. (laughs) Um, Haley, uh, do you have... A an affection an affection for Britanna, and uh, were you happy to see that that reprised in this season? Um, not really, but I, you know, they're sweet. There's nothing special there for me, <laughs> but they're very sweet together. And um, I don't know. It was nice to see that. I don't know. Not nice to see that people are homophobic, but nice to see that there is some like, oh, Glee is the real world. You know, there are still varying opinions and not everyone is going to be super excited that you're getting married all the time. And I thought that it was cool that they brought that realistic aspect to it, but um, obviously not cool, but (laughs) cool that they (laughs) varied opinions there. So, yeah, I mean, and the fact that they, that they left her committed, you know, I mean that the, that, whatever this they literally called her abuela through the whole episode like i don't know what her actual <laughs> name is she does say her name abuela lopez yeah but she does say that, her name I think it's alma. Is alma, it alma that's right because she says that in um fondue for two. Oh, or queso queso por dos. Por dos. I, I, I just remember, queso I remember dos. especially because like we're like right by alma street <laughs> <laughs> i don't know oh, i was yeah. like oh this, this is sweet that was just there but yeah, I mean the fact that she didn't cave at the end of the of the episode mm-hmm. and just be like, "Okay, I forgive one you for everything." For her, one for two. One I for want two. her to so bad. <laughs> well, she still probably will. I mean, it looks yeah. like we're at aiming... the wedding. There will be a big moment where Abuela sees the light and yes. <laughs> yeah, where she walks in <laughs> at the end and like sits down and Santana cries, mm-hmm. of course. Um, it seems like we're winding this season up on their wedding, which if you had paid me a million dollars, I would have told you, uh, I don't know where, how that would have occurred, but yeah. in this magical realism where somebody's like, Hey, I'll give you a million dollars to tell me how this season ends. Uh, I would have told you it would be Clay's wedding, mm-hmm. but it looks like we're going to end up playing it all out to the Britannia wedding, which is kind well, of a surprise. Britannia's the, the last, the last good ship left, so <laughs> got to... The Gotta good, take it out to the sea. Good ship Britanna. That's a good point, Ed. Like, is Britanna the only ship 
pretty much everyone agrees on. Like, you got to be pretty cold-hearted to not be on that one. It seems like the only one everybody's cool with. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one that we've really seen. harmless characters. Oh, sorry, Haley? What you say, Haley? Just really, like, harmless characters. Like, there's no... They don't really do anything to bother anyone anymore. Santana's not a bitch anymore. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of... I mean, she's a bitch without being a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Like, they are the the only ones that you can kind of unequivocally like at this point. Yeah. Right. And from the beginning, you know, they were best friends, and then it, it grew into more. And so we got to see that all along, and it happened very organically. And it makes sense, you know. It's very believable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's – well, the, what's interesting is that they're still in Lima – like they have no place to be. Yeah. And then now Artie's gonna hang out for six weeks so that he can plan I can't their wedding. Let it go. No, I can't let it go. Am I allowed to say whether or not this season ends with their wedding? Because I I know. Well, let's we'll keep that. We'll, okay. we'll keep that okay. as not a spoiler. But I think we all. I think it seems to be. All right. My my view. It seems to be aiming there. But we shall uh, learn for for sure very soon. Um, so yeah, we we also found out that Brittany, um, whose parents are played by Kevin Jong, Ken Jong, Ken Jong, and uh, Ken Jennifer Jung. Coolidge, uh, was not apparently half Asian, and is actually fathered by uh, by your friend of mine, Stephen Hawking. Yes. In a brief history of time, the the man who is so brilliant he can't walk or talk, but he can cheat on his wife. That's how the ladies love a, a brainiac. What can I say? Brains are sexy, apparently. <laughs> they are. That's the lesson. That's our takeaway today. <laughs> takeaway from Stephen Hawking. Um, yeah, was it was it fun to meet Britney's parents, Jennifer? Have you been waiting for that moment? I hadn't really thought about it, but when I saw it was happening, I was I was excited because I actually adore both of those actors, and I thought it was kind of smart. <laughs> the way they did that <laughs> it totally makes sense i mean it's funny because it, when we met her parents it was my first thought was like oh we've never seen her parents before we've, we've seen her christmas tree we've seen her house and yeah. different things but uh yeah. there you go i think it was the last person whose parents had never been on screen wow yeah mm-hmm. we've not seen blaine's parents but we did see his brother mm-hmm. We we've seen. I mean, have we seen any Mercedes family? No, we've only heard about the dentist. No, we saw Mercedes family, didn't we? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> his dad. I feel like we saw her dad. No, I th- I think we somebody somebody in the well. There's no one listening live, but uh, or two people. There's two. And people what about listening. Tina? Have we seen the Cohen shows? Oh, wow, well, there's two. There's okay. two people. Oh, that's intense. <laughs> Did we see the Cohen Changs? I don't think. Okay, so apparently we there's plenty. Just, don't, just don't, don't throw out, just, just throw, throw out things like the last or like don't do that. Well, the one that we were curious. Have we seen Sam's parents? Uh, we yes. we did see Sam's parents because one of them. Um, yeah, they, when they were living in the hotel. It was John. Schneider. Oh, right. It was John Schneider. John yeah. Schneider and his little. Siblings. It was Luke Duke. Was he Luke? I don't that know. Was Luke. It was one of the one of the Dukes of Hazard was was Sam's dad, which seemed right. right. <laughs> no, but I mean, it makes it makes sense for us to see Brittany's family, and you know, she's been such a wacky character for so long. Again, to put the 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 parents in that picture kind of is fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, well, we did. We got lots of Burt Bacharach songs in this episode, uh, which is something we can come back and talk about in a minute. But before we do, let's take a quick listen to uh, what would have been Heather Morris's big solo in this episode, which is Wishing and Hoping, which they did uh, gender swap. It's kind of fun. So here's a bit of Wishing and Hoping as performed by Heather Morris here on the Gleeful Podcast. Planning and dreaming each night of her charms that won't get you into her arms. down with this gender swapping except for that line right there where it messes up the rhyme <laughs> and then i'm like oh messed up the rhyme <laughs> um but yes this was originally uh dion morwick and then dusty springfield had a big hit for it it's one of these like burt Bacharach trademarks where you can't tell where the verse is and where the chorus is and the bridge they all just kind of move um ed what is your uh, familiar familiarity background uh with the work of burt Bacharach? Um, uh, American Idol uh, top four week <laughs> or something like that and season one and then top six week of season 12 or something like that. <laughs> I'm amazed that you have that level of memory of American Idol. That's awesome. <laughs> well, but- I used to be really, really good, but you asking about season 13, mm, <laughs> I do know who won that season, but I tend to forget. <laughs> It's, I see people now and I'm like, I have no I, I don't even know where I know that person. Oh, wait, it was on American Idol. They auditioned one time. Uh, Haley, uh, your history yeah. with Burt Bacharach? Well, I was confused when I started watching this episode because I thought that we already had the Burt Bacharach episode. I thought so there was too. an episode in the first season that had like two or three of his songs in it. And so I was really like, thrown for I was like, I think we've done this one before. Um <laughs> So that's kind of where I had heard of him first. And then I think after that episode came out, they did a revival of Promises, Promises on Broadway and kind of got into that for a little while. They so, did. Yeah. Wasn't, was that the one Harry Connick was in? No. Uh, it was it Kristen was... Chenoweth and Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah which is a very nice show. Um, yeah, that's funny because they did in season one. It was the episode with <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth was in it where they yeah. did The House Is Not a Home. And I think they did one other one in that episode as well as Brandon. Cause that was also the episode where they did like alone by heart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and Jennifer for background. Oh, huge fan. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of music that, you know, I grew up, you know, my parents would have on in the background, <clears throat> that type of thing. 
Um, but the first time, like, I really kind of remember, like, people in popular culture recognizing him or identifying, at least for, like, the next generation was, I think it was the first Austin Power movie, so the second Austin yes, Power movie. Where he was in it. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. So that's uh, that's what I always think about, like, his... Uh, his um, his renaissance and his uh, exposure to the next generation. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was because uh, I always loved always something there to remind me. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to look up when I was very young. Because growing up, my parents only listened to uh, John Denver and Neil Diamond. Uh, so I was raised around like white dudes with really fluffy sideburns. And then... Uh, <laughs> As a grown, like when I was in college, I was like, who's writing all of these songs that I like and everyone thinks I'm weird? Uh, oh, it's Burt Bagrach. So, you know, we had a, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty accurate representation Aww. of me, actually. It's kind of disturbing. But yeah, it's pretty, um, and the, one of the hallmarks of Burt Bagrach songs is, yes, that you can't tell where the verse and the chorus begin and end and that the lyrics are always like so melodramatic. Like Hal David's <laughs> lyrics are always like, if you leave me, I will die. And there's no middle ground. It's always very, very committed. Very severe, um, extreme. But yes, so uh, so we also had a lot of Samshul in this episode, uh, but kind of separately. So first we'll talk a little bit about Rachel and Rachel's uh, movement or Rachel's plotline being where Mercedes comes back and Mercedes really wants to get Rachel to get back to New York and uh, kind of their back and forth where Rachel or where Mercedes is trying to convince Rachel to take this audition and get back into the game. Um, I guess the first thing to talk about is Mercedes coming back. It was kind of fun to have Amber Riley on the show, though. The one thing I realized is that at some point it seems like in middle glee is what we'll call it. Um, in Middle Glee, uh, Mercedes became the oracle from the Matrix, and everything she says is important, and she never really does anything wrong. And and this was the episode where I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, <laughs> you can stop. But uh, I don't know. Did anybody else have that reaction to Mercedes just coming in and spouting wisdom? No? Milo? I mean, um, I think... This is no, go for it. <laughs> this is like writers, Lee writers, guilt for their mistreatment of Mercedes, but it's it's still ironic because I still feel in many ways they're still mistreating this Mercedes character. They're just making Mercedes an uninteresting, successful character as opposed <laughs> to just an uninteresting character. That's true, Haley. Um, no, I was gonna say that it just seemed like anytime she came in and said anything, the next step in that process was the, a character she was talking to would be like oh yeah i'm gonna do that and like, there was just no i don't know no conflict there whatsoever so. it, it, it's true she's like she's like morgan freeman in the shawshank redemption like she just walks around and tells everyone what they're thinking and like well i think also too because she has been you know the most successful uh graduate of three years ago because <laughs> every good thing happens in the first three years out of high school she um I, th I think maybe people are just like taking her advice I mean that's I think that's why she's the one that people would respond to could plausibly respond to if that if they wanted to do anything you know plausible or believable <laughs> but um but yeah I mean she's 
Yeah, she's pretty grounded now. She's pretty pretty well established, so I can see that's why that would have to be her role. That's a that's a good point. Like Mercedes is the most successful member of the New Directions now, like in achieving the goals that she set out to achieve after New Directions. Cuz she actually stuck with her original goal and didn't uh, just chase after the next bright shiny thing. <laughs> I mean, Mike Chang has never come home. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fact, he is the most successful. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you mark success in my life. I never came home. <laughs> that, that's really true. I mean, he is the only original New Direction that's just totally pieced out of this season. Um, Harry Shum Jr., he's a he's a, a mentor, a judge on this True TD true tv show have you guys seen this it's it's this true tv show called the fake off jennifer and i we saw it oh my god we were were back at her parents house for thanksgiving um (laughs) and on true tv it's called the fake off and it's a dance competition show but it's dancing where everybody has some kind of a gimmick and it's not really about like performative dancing it's about like we dance in white paint so it makes us all look like skeletons or like we dance with big backdrop projection screens so it looks like we're on the moon. And you're shadow shadow dancing. And yeah. So it's or very... like or like black light characters. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very uh like Vegasy illusionist dance performance thing. And you find and you spend the entire series like because I watched like four episodes of that show. I spent every episode just going, How did they find twelve groups of people that actually do this? <laughs> Uh, this is such an obscure <laughs> art form, but anyway, yeah. Look up Fake Off, and you can see Harry Shim Jr. as mm-hmm. a as a judge on a reality show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Artie is a judge on a reality show too, isn't that right, Ed? It's like an yeah. it's like an Irish show, like an Irish singing show that are that Kevin McHale's a judge on. I am unaware of this, but wow, good I'm, for I'm him. gonna look this up right now. I thought I could have. I was thinking I mean, I, like. I was, I, BBC Sorry. like ITV singing show. It's got to heard of it. Mm-mm. I was just thinking like about a day and a half ago about Kelly Clarkson's new song, Heartbeat Song, and I was like, "Well, which is which is pathetic, by the way." Yeah. Um, no, I agree. But uh, but the but I was like, does anyone remember she was the judge on the show? I think it's called Duets. It might have been on NBC. Oh my god! Does anyone remember that? <laughs> does anyone even remember that show? It was With a show John called Legend. Duets. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Was that celebrity duets? I remember that show. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole show was duetting with your mentor partner. It was like the voice without really caring about the contestants even a little bit. <laughs> even a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. That's hilarious. Uh oh, that's another yeah. thing about this episode. Uh we got to see Artie get out of his wheelchair for the second time in six yeah. seasons. That was kind of a big deal. Only the second time there was safety dance and there was also Oh the fake uh, legs. The, there was duck sauce and there was this. Oh yeah. Oh, did so he get out of the... I forgot duck sauce. I totally forgot it. I didn't think he got I mean, out of the I, I don't sauce. blame you, but for some reason <laughs> this stood out in my mind. <laughs> duck sauce is my least favorite thing ever on Glee. It continues to be my least favorite thing. Uh, Haley, I keep interrupting you. What were you going to say? No, I, I just looked it up and it says that McHale would host a comedy panel show for the network E4 in the United Kingdom. The show t- virtually famous. And then it found... just talks about the co-stars. But there you go. It's a comedy panel famous. show. So. All right. There you 
um so yes we uh we got to spend a little time with rachel and her kind of journey back to broadway really kind of bringing that back the timing is funny because they're saying like she's auditioning now and then we've got five weeks until sectionals they've really clarified five weeks until sectionals so that was kind of uh we definitely know what our end point is gonna get gonna be um and she ended up uh, you know, overcoming her fear, going back to New York and auditioning. Uh, I thought it was a really nice plot line. I thought it was kind of interesting to see Rachel be so scared and her speech about, you know, I, I grew up here and got used to people laughing at me. And now I feel like they're laughing at me in a totally different way. Um, it felt very, uh, Applicable to my current life. Uh, very, very real, especially for someone in that industry and, and kind of performing and such. And I don't know, for me, this was the plot line I liked the most was uh, seeing Rachel kind of overcome her fear and go back to do this audition, which I'm sure she'll get. Uh, Jennifer? Yeah, thoughts? I will say this was one of my favorite moments of the season because, you know, we've seen her be embarrassed. We've seen her express regret but we've never seen this full breakdown of, oh, my God, I can't believe this has happened. And I did this. And, yeah, I mean, the way, the way she identified, you know, the, the mocking and, you know, the um, teasing and such. So, yeah, I thought it was really good. And I was like, okay, I forgive you. <laughs> I, I forgive you chasing that your next new shiny thing and abandoning everything you swore you wanted for the you know first 16 years of your life but um you know it was good it was good to see yeah ed how did you feel about rachel in this one it, it brought me like i was just feeling it felt like a montage from american idol when the when the person wins <laughs> when when they were showing her in, in, in the different scenes of New York. I was like, ah, her dreams. She wanted so bad. And I was like, and they had the call back to, to MySpace videos. I don't think they actually said, but they, they implied, I was like, oh my God, Rachel, who comes so far and you gave up so much? Why? Why? Uh, it, was, it was definitely, it, I mean, it, rem, it was, uh, it wanted me, it reminded me how much I wanted the old Rachel to be successful. So it succeeded. That's a very and good point. I, I, I'm over this bratty Rachel that we had for a little, or our disinterested Rachel. I don't know, whatever she was. <laughs> yeah, she was a little hard to love. Now, Haley, you you are at a performative uh, degree in pursuit of a performing arts degree of some Yeah, I am studying theater here. So, so how does Rachel's plot line? Uh, ha- how have you connected to that, and then kind of its current state as well? Well, when I, I rewatched the episode again this morning and it definitely hit me because I'm auditioning for something tonight and there was like, oh no, now I'm being nervous. Okay, <laughs> we need to get out of that <laughs> mode. But um, no, I thought it was really sweet. It was nice to see her be a human being and um, not Leah Michelle. But uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, it was good. But I feel like we've also had this speech from her before. Like, I feel like when she first came home, this was her speech like, they're laughing at me, but they're laughing at me because I failed. And it I is true. We're before, kind so. of we are circling a little bit on what she said. I think for me, this was the most honest. I felt like she'd been about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I agree with yeah. that for sure. She was kind of like buried under like the shame the first time, but this was just the like the fear part of it. Um, you're right. It's 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 fun to be able to root for Rachel again because it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a, it's she's been a little hard to love. 
Um, let's go ahead and uh, we'll take a listen to uh, a song before we come back to Finchel. Uh, this is Arthur's theme or Best That You Can Do. Um, if you do not like this song, there's something wrong. This song is amazing. People. Best That You Can Do is amazing. Uh, here's a bit of Arthur's theme on the Gleeful Podcast. Once in your life you'll find her Someone who turns your heart around And next thing you know you're closing down the town Wake up and it's still with you Even though you left a way across town You're wondering to yourself So I know I just said that this song is perfect, and it is, but it does make me laugh that the first verse is like a really beautiful kind of encapsulation of a relationship, and then the second verse is the plot of the movie Arthur. It's <laughs> a real quick rundown of Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli's Arthur, and then we go back to the song. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, if you're I old. love that one. Ooh. Oh, yes. If you're old, you might remember the movie Arthur with Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. Uh, it's quite good. Haley, what were you saying? I noticed that, and I also noticed that during that second verse, that's when they cut away to the scenes of her in New York. So they were like, we're not actually singing about this movie. We're going to sing about her in New York. And she is. Uh, yeah, you know, it was funny. Like, going back, Leah Michelle <laughs> looks so different. Like, she looks exactly the same and yet looks so different from that first season when they were in New York. Uh, it was really sweet. That was, was nice. Um, so, yes, we got a bit of Sam chill in this episode. Uh, first of all, Sam is apparently still in love with Mercedes. Uh, and he uh, has a thingity thing for uh, Rachel, but he's not quite he can commit. And then Rachel has her thingity thing going on. And she's not sure, quite sure she can uh, commit to uh, Sam. And yet they kind of want to have a thingity thing together. So, Jennifer, my question to you is, do you care? Well... No. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I feel like they're trying to make it happen so hard. And if it was going to happen naturally, it would have. But it didn't. And it's not. And she's going to go back to New York and he's going to stay in Lima. And that's okay. Like, that's where those two people belong. Yeah. So just because he's the only, you know, eligible male of that age in her general proximity, they shouldn't be forced together. <laughs> no, yes, I, I, I think that's totally true. And there's no chemistry there. Apparently there's no chemistry with Sam and anybody. <laughs> Cordover Street's just destined to be alone. <laughs> no. Although I thought like oh, he, he was with um, 
I don't know. When he was with Quinn, there was something kind of <clears throat> cute there. Yeah. yeah. I, think I thought you were going to say Emma I mean, Roberts. It, it, it <laughs> might have been the lucky duet made head spark. Yes. That was, I think that was, that was it because that's actually one of, you know, one performance that I really remember fondly. Yeah. It's funny to like the whole Sam chill thing just makes me think of how when when Sam Joy joined the show, it the whole joke was that he was Finn 2.0. And now they're kind of like, oh, well, we'll just hook her up with Finn 2.0. Uh, it, it doesn't work. Um, Ed, how do you feel about Sam Joel, the continuing, the continuing thing? Well, you, you just said something, and I thought I thought it was headed towards the Sam Joel relationship. But now I've decided, probably against my better judgment, to have faith in the writers and take their <laughs> take their uh, their their uh, plot points of the hypnotic Optimization, whatever, with Sue and the uh, this whole like like they're like they're just in proximity to each other. Like that's why they're kind of on this trajectory. But as soon as Rachel regains her her status, she'll move on with her life. Where so it's like it's like taking you to the edge of the Finchel storyline of her coming back to Lima, but in this in this universe. Rachel gets to just go and become a star. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> no, it's interesting putting faith on the writers. That's. Uh, that's... I know. I know. It, it was, it's against my better judgment, I must say. <laughs> uh, now, Haley, what is your history uh, with Sam? Uh, do you Have you ever enjoyed Sam in a relationship? And does Sam chill uh, seem like a good idea? Yeah, I think I enjoyed it when he was with Quinn for a little while. And then, I I don't know, he's better than Brody. So, mm-hmm. there you go. That's true. I don't know. Oh, Brody. Dean the male gigolo. <laughs> I, I loved Dean Geyer when he was on Australian Idol. I know I've said this before. That's all. <laughs> now, okay, so, so to the... Um... To, to the members of the podcast of a male uh, uh, predilection, uh, do you prefer, like, who is prettier? Because they're both super pretty. Cordova Street or Dean Geyer? Like, for two very studly, beef, beefy guys. Dean Geyer. They're so pretty. Uh, Dean Geyer has a natural South African accent, so that's going to win. Wait, like, really? Like, when he's not on Glee? He, uh, he, he, was, he grew up in, in South Africa until oh, he was, like, 17. Okay, yeah, that you're right, Ed. That totally wins. <laughs> like, even as the straight guy here, I'm kind of like, yeah, that totally wins. Yeah, you can't argue with a South African accent. Um, it would be funny to have Brody come back, wouldn't it? For, like, one moment. <laughs> no, Haley's like, no. no. I, mean, I don't think he's doing anything. What is he doing? He didn't. The last time we saw Brody, he was getting his face kicked in by Finn. I think that was his last oh, yeah. scene on the show. <laughs> oh, God. What is he? But I'm checking. I'm seeing if he's doing something. I hope. I hope he has a real life and is doing something. <laughs> I assure you, he has he's, a real life. <laughs> um, he's in something called "The Landmine Goes Click" and "The Sand" in 2014. <laughs> that is that is his. Does both? Not, he's, available. Of those he's available. He's <laughs> available. Make some calls, people. Jennifer, you <laughs> sounds like a Hurt Locker knockoff. <laughs> um. I like Sam better as a blonde. I really like Sam yeah. better as a blonde. This this brunette is just washing him out. It does not <laughs> does nothing for his skin tone. Um, I 
think they're both attractive. <laughs> but I mean, as far as the character goes, you know, if it had happened differently, I would have loved for her to end it up ended up with um sam but it didn't you Mm. know they too many too many hoops too many um absurd things and the fact is he did even say in this episode he's still in love with mercedes so there you go it is a bit of a weird i mean the conversation between sam and mercedes on the stage where she was like you know hey i'm 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 dating a christian rock singer named tank i guess (laughs) and uh (laughs) she does like the big guys what was the other one I don't remember his name. Football player. Oh, what's his name? I remember um, it was such a big deal when they cast him, wasn't... and then he had like two scenes over. I'm looking. Uh, I want to <laughs> say Bubba, but that Bubba sounds right. I remember it was, it was not flattering. Yeah, and it was just like a it was like a jock type nickname. And he was from Friday Night Lights. I think that was a big deal that oh, he had come God. over from Friday Night Lights. Um, yeah, you know, Mercedes has always been a little uh, been a little disrespected. But um, yeah, there's not, I mean, for an episode where a lot of stuff happened, there isn't too much more to talk about. Um, Ed, I know you have to duck out in a minute. So uh, is there anything that you wanted to bring up? Um, the The main thing is I met, a, I, I was remiss not mentioning before. I went and had dinner with Rochelle at Mole Keeper oh, earlier good. in the week. Nice. So nice. It, was, it was awesome meeting her and we got crepes. I think we're getting margaritas this week. <laughs> nice. So. Rachel's awesome. Living it up. So there you go. Rachel joins the illustrious uh, company of Haley as the listener to have met all of them. And Michael David. And Michael David. There you go. The big three. Hold on. You don't refer to him by his Twitter handle in real life? Ren Mike D. I know I don't. I don't. I don't don't know if I actually knew his. I think I know. He stayed at our house. And that picture, that one picture he had looked like Voldemort, and I just can never (laughs) disconnect them. They're always they'll always be the, like connected in my mind. And- oh, he tweeted me the other day and he said, "Should I watch this last season of Glee?" And I had said my response was, "You know how the last season of TV of a TV show is usually one part fan service and one part um, plots that are totally unnecessary, but they just pad out the rest of the episodes." And I was like, "The last season of Glee is pretty much not that. It's just fan service. Like it's just like, hey, you want Britanna? Here's Britanna. You want Clayne? Here's Clayne. You know, you want to get Becky back for a couple episodes? Here's Becky back for a couple episodes. And so you don't have like the last season of Lost, which had the temple." and had you know a whole bunch of new characters that you didn't need but you also have the last season of lost which gave you skate and gave you uh the big finale with the dog like so you know you got it you got it back you got vincent to come back um so um but yes jennifer uh you reminded me of the most the other most important thing to talk about emma came back in this episode not emma Emma was there (laughs) Where? <laughs> she wasn't there. It was they had em- they had fake Emma. They had an Emma standard. They had a fake Shemp play Emma. I called was... her the imitator. Ah, that's my wife. You can see her redhead in the party scene. Everyone fist bump your iPod oh right God. now because yeah. that was a great line. That was fantastic. <laughs> that oh, was just hilarious. Oh like they know that we they know it's absurd that Emma's not around, so they brought in a fake Emma. <laughs> Well, they can only go to his apartment yes. so many times and not show her. Yeah. <laughs> but just have dinner but, I mean, at well, someone why, else's why not apartment. Keep it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved that they um, 
I loved that they had her inside profile like walk by, but she walked by so fast that you can only see like a blur of her face. I yeah. know, I know. And I was watching it on demand, and I couldn't pause it because I was like, "Is that her?" I, couldn't I tried to do that. Too, it didn't work. <laughs> well, it's great. Like, I, I think it was. I think it's uh, Britannia who walks into the room, and everyone turns and says hello, except for the redhead at the bar, who was like, "Yeah, yeah. screw you guys." Hey, you I know what? If your husband kept inviting his high school students over to have a dinner party you'd be at that bar all the time too oh my gosh like how great would it if if like terry showed up (laughs) he's like like terry just happens to be playing emma like this week the part of emma will be portrayed by oh my god no no just terry in a red wig and this was a part of her plan all along oh my god if the red wig had turned around and it was terry and she's like hello (laughs) and will is like Like, i'm emma Hi, it's Emma. Nice to see you all. <laughs> Jessalyn Gilsig is like, what are we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm back, bitches. That would be oh. great. Well, by the time I bought you all airplane tickets to go to New York, yeah. That happened. <laughs> that and, happened. And she's so, uh, Will's been so obsessed with, you know, the baby and his high school friends that he doesn't even notice that that isn't the same he, one. He just doesn't notice that Sandra and Jessalyn <laughs> killed Emma. Exactly. <laughs> so you you brought up something great, Ed. Before we wrap Glee, like as a podcast, we need to count down the top ten craziest Glee plot lines that never went anywhere. And because there's so many, Ooh. and like the top ten craziest Glee plot lines that never went anywhere. And I'm telling you right now, number one is going to be Artie's robotic legs. But the <laughs> other nine, but but that was some, they referenced it later that they were stolen. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you can't Does just explain count? it away. <laughs> but like you have you have to define because as as recklessly as they throw plot threads out there, they as recklessly pick it up for a second. <laughs> there you go. Yes, and that is one so, show. That so comes you, have to, you have to define what is left alone. <laughs> Haley, did you have? I, were you saying something? Well, I was just thinking back to when we were talking about who's been the most successful since college, and now I'm thinking now that Britney sold queso por dos to yes. uh, Univision, isn't she the most successful? <laughs> <laughs> she is. She has tons of tons of Latino fans that flock to her literally overnight. She was literally yeah, I mean, success. I understand. I get it. Yes, I would watch Kate's <laughs> I'm happy they brought back Mrs. Tubbington. That's true. Yeah. Or Lady Tubbington. Lady, Lady Tubbington. Lady Tubbington. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No, I want to see. I want to see Ken Tanaka back too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh my god! Like, I wish that he had filled in while Beast was gone. Okay. That I would be amazing. Have to go. We are I'm losing Ed. to leave. We are losing me. All see right. you next week. Bye, Ed. Bye, Ed. See you. Uh, that would, it would be hilarious for the last episode of Glee to just have a a, a parade of like Ken Tanaka and Terry's sister. Howard and... Bamboo. <laughs> what? Howard Bamboo. Howard Bamboo. Yes, I couldn't think of his name. Oh, totally. And then who was the one who cut off his thumbs? Yeah, I was trying to think of <laughs> oh, the thumb oh, guy. Oh, the guy who in Jersey Boys. He was. Yes. Yeah. Um. I know was his name Henry something. Oh, is Henri? Was it Henri? Henri, Henri. Oh there my gosh, <laughs> that would be so. Uh, well, honestly, we should just have a total like oh acapellas song. Well, we, yes, to, yeah. acapellas need to perform. Vincent Garber needs to show up and just not say anything. Just wave from the back of the room. I want. Oh no, wait, he died, didn't he? No, he didn't. Didn't he die? Not Vincent he, Garber. Oh, well, but didn't the character die? Will's dad. Didn't, Will's dad die? 
Am I totally misremembering? I think you're... And we just, honestly... Well, we got to have Stephen Tobolowski back. We have to have Stephen Tobolowski back. Have to. I was once on a plane with Stephen Tobolowski. Aw, <laughs> that's awesome. He's such a nice we guy. Were, yeah, we were flying back from Boston, and the turbulence was horrible. Like, it was literally the worst turbulence I've ever been in my life. And the plane was just, like, going side to side and side to side. And afterwards, he, like, tweeted out about the turbulence. And I was like, I was on that plane, too. And he was like, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've had an interaction. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Uh, it, it, it's, like, there are so many characters that have just been forgotten. So many good characters. Yeah. Like, so many, good like... Characters. Just just kind of crazy out there. I mean, Josh Groban has to come back for oh, totally. some reason. We should get one song from Adam's Apples for no reason. Just <laughs> oh, my goodness. I oh, forgot I about that. <laughs> <laughs> there could just be an entire, like the entire uh, theater where, when they perform at sectional should be all former members of Vocal Adrenaline. Mm. Like just former coaches of Vocal yeah. Adrenaline. Just Jonathan Groff needs to come back. Oh, That's who I want Rachel Berry to end up with. Jesse St. James. That would be great. Bring him back. Oh, that I would be great. That, that would be. Oh, and I could see he he should be performing on Broadway too. Yeah. I'm really surprised they didn't make that happen. Like yeah. when she went to New York. I mean, I know he's busy with that other show, but still. <laughs> They're all busy with another true. show. He's on Looking now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Aww. It's funny. Like, I keep, I also think of random Broadway stars the show never got. Like, that Jeremy Jordan never showed up on Glee at any point still kind of surprises me. Like, <laughs> like, there's only so many. You got Cheyenne Jackson, like, four times. Like, how could yeah. you not get Jeremy Jordan for one number? There's, was he busy? He was on Smash. Well, he's pretty busy. He is very busy. I know. He's doing Finding he's Neverland. Dad. It's true. He's great. I can't wait to see the last five years. Now that Ed's gone, let's totally Broadway out here for a second. I can't okay. wait to see the last five years. <laughs> that looks amazing. Okay. And I know nothing about the story. So if you know I'm stuff about the story, I don't want to know. Because I work at a movie theater. Oh. Oh, you've already seen it? They just put up a poster the other day and no one had written their name down to take the poster home. So I'm first on that list and I will get that poster and it will be glory. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. No, that's, uh, there are, it is funny that the show, like for as many jokes as it's made this season about how Broadway out, some of the you know like she keeps making jokes about you know oh don't let kurt take over because it's going to be nothing that but into the woods mm-hmm. and paula cole which was a random yeah. reference to throw in paula cole um i didn't know uh yeah. you know kurt was a big fan but anyway um you know there were also a lot of broadway aspects that never quite played out either i was thinking this morning how glee really has been like an entire show about overcorrecting. So it seems like, you know, the show at the very beginning of the show, they were like, okay, uh, we're, we're weighing, putting way too much on the teachers. Uh, the audience doesn't really like the teachers. So then the teachers almost entirely went away. And then it was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, the audience uh, really wants to really wants to see more New York. So then it went entirely to New York. And then for a while last season, it was like, man, every song is a really aggressive, modern, upfront song. And now we have no modern songs and entire episodes of Rip Bacharach. Seems like the show is constantly just going way too far in the other direction rather than trying to find a balance between things. It's just going entirely in another direction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to fault a show for trying to give everybody what they want, but True. if you try to give everybody what they want, you're not giving anybody what they want. 
Yeah, it's kind of a, well, a thing. Yeah. Hey, if you saw hey, the preview for next week, we are getting all about that base. So <laughs> that's true. That is pretty. Uh, and I'm sure they'll make Dot Marie Jones sing it, and that'll be a, you know, because um, no. she's coming back uh, next. She's yeah. coming back. She, next week. Yeah, she is. Yeah, that's true. We'll probably end up get they'll make a big deal about all about that bass. Which of all the modern songs they could be doing, that's like so low on the list. Um, I'd that's love true. to see Leah Michelle do um, Chandelier. I think that would sound that's incredible. But you know, what do I know? She's uh, a friend of Sia. <laughs> she should write her like entire album. <laughs> some of her album. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, we have a couple voicemails we can listen to real quick before we go. So uh, let's try here. We got uh, this is listener Justin, I believe. Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is listener Jonathan. Jonathan, and I, sorry. I uh, just uh, finished watching uh, What the World Needs Now, and uh, I did see a. Uh, uh, Ginger stand-in. I don't know if it was Shannon. <laughs> so we know that uh, Will isn't a uh, axe murderer. At least uh, in the scenes in his apartment, he was carrying around uh, Daniel Finn, and I saw somebody with red hair who looked to be older than a student. Um, <laughs> can't wait to hear what you guys think of the episode. Um, you're doing a great job, and you're the best part about the show. Bye. Well, thank you, yeah, John. Thank you. Uh, I have to look up if Jayma Mays is like really busy or if they just didn't want to pay her anymore. I, I, she's going to come back at some point. It, it is mean, pretty absurd at this point. I mean, she does have a show. I know that. Oh, is she on she's, a show right now? She's doing something. I wonder if we'll see her at Brittany and Santana's wedding because it would be weird not to, but also they probably won't have her. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's very strange. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Florida for a voicemail. Hey, Josh and Annette. This is Alexis. I'm calling to um, talk about um, this week's episode, What the World Needs Now. And I love this episode, not just because of the Britannia stuff, which they're my OTP, so. But <laughs> it was actually a really good episode. Even the Rachel, Rachel Mercedes fan stuff was great. Um, the um some of the songs didn't work for the situation like i would i didn't want Naya to i don't Naya, i sing alfie even though she sang it beautifully i like i didn't know it didn't really work for me but it was um but then there were one or two other songs that didn't work for the situation but there were performance of the songs was great and now let's set the Britannia how are they waiting till last season to write Britney like this she like it was like she's a real person and they didn't make a joke I loved how they're I know it's a lot of because it's the last season and they're I love that they're trying to do this they're trying to finish up the series on a good note. They're ending Britannia on a good note, which is I, I love. So, um, and and if they, I wish they had done this, like, they'd done this with 
pretend how most of season most of season three it could have turned out better. Um, they were it was a it started five four and five they were okay but they kind of lost the momentum of season two and season three. But I think they're really making up for it, and I'm and I'm super happy about this. So thanks for listening, and I'm glad that um, that I got to share this. And I I I'll be listening for this week's episode. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening, Alexis. Uh, you know, it's a good point. I, Alfie was is a beautiful song, uh, though it is like. It's another one that's really tied to the movie that it's from, like, yeah. lyrically. Um, but it was fun. It didn't really seem like the right song for that moment. I mean, there's plenty of Backrack songs that I think could be a little bit more appropriate to that particular uh, uh, to that particular moment. It, it was a strange pick. I mean, yeah, Haley, did you did you have a similar reaction to to? Yeah, Alfie? no, I just. I th- I also usually in Glee don't they like if there's a name in a song they'll change it to be character specific yeah. to Glee <laughs> and like it's all it was so weird that she was like Alfie and I was like um okay but I <laughs> as soon as it, as soon as these strings kicked up I was like okay this is Alfie and I, I was dreading the moment where she comes out and sings what's it all about Abuela and I was like <laughs> oh that would have been even worse <laughs> that would have been terrible but uh yeah. <laughs> Or like, maybe her name was Alfie. I was like, oh, I didn't remember. Jennifer. I say Alma. Alma's Alma? very close to Alfie. There, there you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> same, same syllables. Very close. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there there is a line or two in there that's just, you know, basically, you know, love is love no matter what. Something like that. I mean, mm. they, I can't even remember it right now. <laughs> Still waking up. But um, yeah, I mean, this the sentiment was there, but I did think it was an oddly specific song to choose yeah. and he's he has to have another um it has to be another like just love song that could have been more generic more more general yeah that would have fit but there's an entire i mean yeah it's Burt Bacharach's catalog like they're pretty much all love songs <laughs> like there's gotta be one in there um. <laughs> Can I just say that I want to be a Glee character and I just want to have a closet full of ball gowns because they all seem to have a closet full of ball gowns. Without it, any moment. And <laughs> who is fitting them too? Like I just there's someone yeah. off screen who's fitting all of their costumes for them. Um, well, I love the moment where uh, Mercedes and Rachel were talking about doing her audition, and you could see the band walking in behind them before <laughs> she started singing "Promises, Promises." And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're sure. even acknowledging how, how yeah. absurd it is. So I'll give them points for that. Uh, Barbara, ba- Barbara Brown directed this episode, who actually directed the last episode, too. It's kind of rare to have someone direct two episodes in a row mm-hmm. uh, on a show like this. Uh, and then we have one more voicemail. Let's go to South Carolina. Hi, Josh, Jen, Ed, and awesome guest host, if applicable. Uh, this is Tiffany <laughs> from New York. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Oh. Oh, I had a blast. Um, I have a couple of thoughts about the most recent episode of Glee. The first one is that I feel like they're trying to do way too much with way too little time left. I mean, the main focus of the last few episodes, as Kurt and Blaine might have had a line or two between the two of them. And I don't think we saw Sue at all this episode. I understand that they want to give everybody their, you know, own happy ending, but I think it's a big ask for only having a handful of episodes left, but we'll see. 
My second thought is, I mean, Glee has had tribute episodes about Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson and Madonna and Bert Zagreff. I mean, one of these things is not like the other. Aww. While that Christopher Cross song, The Best You Can Do Is Fall in, is fall in Love, is one of my uh, personal favorites because it is the theme of one of my favorite comedies of all time, which is Arthur, the original Dudley Moore version, not the crappy Russell Brand travesty of a remake. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can a single person under the age of like 45 who would know that all of the songs from the episode were written by Burt Beckerack. Uh Oh, Tiffany got cut off. Uh, well, yes. Um, she's in New York now. That's she's in New York. But yes. Uh, <laughs> so Tiffany's in New York. Um, no, I, 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 you broke my heart, Tiffany. Just, just cracked me a little bit. Though I'll admit, like trying to make the comparison, it is a bit apples and oranges to say Burt Bacharach and Michael Jackson. That is a that is a tough comparison. But all right, uh, and uh, and huzzah for your love of Arthur. But. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have for the episode. Jennifer, anything else? Anything that we forgot? No, no. I mean, I really, I enjoyed it, but um, I, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice little build up to, you know, a wedding, a career revival, um, a pleasant life in your hometown. <laughs> I don't know. It's again, I. I I'm enjoying it, so I, I don't want to say anything bad. Hmm. That's something. Yeah. Uh, Haley, any final thoughts on the episode? Um, I just I had this written down. Uh, Ken Jeong wasn't crazy. He was very calm, and that was amazing. <laughs> it was really nice to not see him flip out on camera. And That's that true. <laughs> Ken Jeong playing a character actually closer to Ken Jeong. Restraint. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, he told a story once where he was working with Jed Apatow on something when, like, he was back when he was still a doctor, uh, you know, because Ken Jeong was a yeah. doctor for most of his life. Uh, and then he was like, hey, here's one successful uh, job. Let me go, you know, be an actor. So, but he was a doctor and he said Jed Apatow told him, you know, you're really funny when you lose control. And I feel like he really took that too far. But it... it- <laughs> So maybe in the beginning, but now the people know him as that pro, that guy. I think now him doing something so restrained is actually more entertaining. And he is. He's, he seems to yeah. have found a much better balance these days. Uh, well, very and cool. Also, That's a very good note. Uh, doesn't that make Brittany Stifler's half-sibling? Like Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a very interesting observation. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, the mom. <laughs> I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Uh, well, that uh, that is it for us. If you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Fernell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. And she's at Haley's Roses. Yeah. Haley with two Y's. What? And uh, <laughs> then you can also uh, find us on the Facebooks. Just go ahead and search for Gleeful Podcast where you can talk to the other listeners. Um, and I say that because I never go on Facebook. So if you want to reach us, you should probably find us on the Twitter. I do respond to the direct questions, so I do. I try. <laughs> <There> you. Um, <laughs> I try. And uh, that's about it for us. We'll be back next week to discuss the latest episode of Glee with a co-host we have not yet identified. Uh, And actually, uh, side note, we won't be returning until Sunday afternoon, so we might be doing like a Monday President's Day recording. We'll talk to Ed. We'll work it out. Or Sunday night. 
but yes, um, any final thoughts about the show Glee, Haley? Will you be continuing? Will you be following through with the rest oh, of the season? Oh, I'll definitely follow through the end. I mean, I started in the beginning. I got to finish it. Um, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. That's the only reason I read all those stupid Twilight books. Because, uh, you know, you've <laughs> got to go. see. I did that too. It's it happened <laughs> it happened it happened yeah yeah let's let's spend uh three thousand pages building up to a fight scene that is settled in a handshake wait what um i totally just spoiled twilight for you that is true uh so for the Khalifa podcast with josh jen ed and Haley. this is josh i'm jen i'm Haley. <laughs> good night everyone or good day because it is really good early. day good night <laughs> And the song totally ended. So in order to do that, we're going to do it one more time. And I'm going to put up this song. Okay, here we go. You know it's a Burt Bacharach song if there's a flugelhorn involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I can we tell you about. We did this song in Girl Scouts. I remember that. Aww. We sang this song in Girl Scouts. There you go. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, so one more time. For the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ed and Haley, this is Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Haley. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> it's love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but.